Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Brodo Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at BrotoFantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up-to-the-minute TD updates on game day and up-to-the-minute start sit decisions. And, of course, YouTube.com slash BrotoFantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, and no one gives you the summer heat wave fantasy team previews like the Brodo Fantasy Podcast, no, I'm your host, nobody. Tim Petrop, here with my brother, Michael Petropoulos, and my other brother, Jason Petropoulos, here to preview the Buffalo Bills this season. I'll tell you what, this season, the Buffalo Bills have a little bit of a better offensive outlook than they've had for the previous other seasons. Timmy, Jason's, man, your love for Josh Jason's, Allen, your love for bad quarterback play gets me so mad. My line, my he- Bills. The Fool's Gold Fantasy Wasteland. All right, well, we'll That's talk it about is. it. But Mitch let's... Trubisky MVP! Aye, aye, aye. We'll talk about it, but let's first get into the offensive outlook. The head coach for the Bills is Sean McDermott. Great head coach. He's been doing a great job for the last two years. Their OC is Brian DeBall. Uh, Brian DeBall last year ran the ball 46% of the time. That is fourth in the NFL. He ran DeBall. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen actually led the team in rushing yards So it, it gives you a hint that the ball is definitely willing to work on offense Around the strengths of Josh Allen So let's start where He came from Alabama as well Which is used to having a mobile mobile quarterback Mobile, mobile Alabama mobile. as well I was going to say mobile <laughs> quarterback So uh, let's start with the quarterback position Josh Allen uh, Last year 53 rushing yards a game And 8 TDs and 11 starts he finishes the quarterback four overall or better. Get this, five times last season. Patrick Mahomes only did that six times. After the bye week, he finished QB four or better four out of the last six weeks. Still has a cannon. Is still giant. Has better weapons this season. I think personally that Josh Allen has massive potential this season. Jason, tell me why I'm wrong. You're absurd if you think Josh Allen's going to be a reliable fantasy quarterback. So I think that is an NFL his, quarterback. His rushing just gives you, but he. I'm not talking about an NFL quarterback. I'm talking about an NFL fantasy but quarterback. But it happens. You and need that, to be a good NFL quarterback to stay on the field. He, who's going to take his job from him? I don't know. Nathan Peterman. I, I won't be surprised if he gets benched anymore. though. No, he's going to teach him a lesson. There's probably going to be games where he gets benched at halftime, and he's going to start the next week. I you be need to be able happens. to throw. He was last in adjusted completion percentage last year. He was also a rookie. He couldn't even throw a tight end. Per game that he was playing, he's a rookie. From he was Wyoming. looking to run more than he was looking to throw. Look, 
I'm with Jason here. You want to trust a quarterback who's been either top five or bottom 24. I mean, like outside the 24. He was either great or absolutely atrocious, mostly absolutely atrocious. That's true. I I will say the volatility. Yes, he was, was a quarterback four or better five times last season, but he also was shitty. So yeah, many the more most times. volatile quarterback out there. But also, he got, he got better as the season progressed. Also, though, he had one game with twenty completions all of last season. Twenty completions is not that much for NFL QB. Four games, excuse me, five games over thirty pass attempts. Every single one of those five games, he threw two interceptions. When he gets to throw the ball, he makes mistakes. Yes, I know he was a rookie, but he has to make a vast improvement. There's going to be way too many games where it's 200 passing yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Guys, that's six points. You're going to need 100 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown to make him a real quarterback. I No, to make him a great quarterback, yeah, but a floor of... He had 53 rushing yards last season, a game. That's five points right there, and eight TDs and 11 starts will so say four points a game. You're starting with a nine-point floor right there. All he has to get is 11 points out of 20 points. A nine-point floor is if that's like, wow. Well, For a quarterback, it is because 11 points is really easy to the get. 50 that's, rushing yards. That's just, 225 yards the 50 passing. 50 rushing yards is just one passing touchdown, basically. Will, he's never going to throw. Will he have? So you're telling me that you wouldn't take Josh Allen uh, more seriously if he had one, if he had 16 extra throwing touchdowns? Because that's what he has. That's a, that's a significant number. No, because then you're, then he'd have the But 16. that would mean that he's a good quarterback. And that would mean he doesn't get the rushing yards either. <laughs> you're replacing the rushing yards with passing. So that and means if, then he'd be that quarterback without rushing yards. Pl- plus 16 touchdowns. Yeah, that's, a, which that's would an attractive made him, quarterback. That would have made him 26 oh, touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Not super attractive. I just think, look, when that's you have average. that type of cannon and you're in the first year in a Buffalo Bills system with no weapons... And you can be the quarterback four, five times? So sign me up for that potential. Look, best ball, where he's going to start for you his mm-hmm. crazy weeks. He's great for best ball. Go for Josh Allen. Redraft leagues, weekly lineups. You want to trust Josh Allen week in and week out? So be it. I'm not doing great it. Great DFS guy, too. Because there's four. I'm going to jump to the wide receivers. Because I, there's four Bills wide receivers. Zay Jones. Cole Beasley, Say Bay Bay. Robert Foster, and John Brown. Yes. Who are the two receivers you would think are going to be the most reliable? I like Zay Jones and Robert Foster. I mean, to be reliable, but I think... But it's a complete toss-up. I think Cole Beasley out of the slot is going to be a reliable guy for him. Because most people... I mean, you'd think John Brown and Robert Foster are going to be the most relevant because they're the deep ball guys. Robert Foster like hasn't even... According to the beat writers, and this is early in the season... But he hasn't been on the field with the starters. It's been Zay Jones. Well, I was going to say, Joe Basaglia, the Bills beat reporter, said that his pecking order right now, projection of targets, is Beasley, Zay, Brown, Foster. And the whole argument is that Josh Allen could throw a deep ball. That's why I want to bring in the wide receivers into the fold, because if the argument that he is he can throw a deep ball and he could run, but then the projection is that he's going to be throwing at the slot guys the most, and he's not even capable of making throws to slot guys, where does that leave this offense? It leaves him with a running quarterback that's going to rush for 10 touchdowns on the ground. That's what it's going to leave him at. There's I, not, if Josh he, Allen is not going to be a QB1. There's not going to be a wide receiver in the top 36 for the I, Bills. Okay. And there's not going to be a running back in I the top 24 it. for the Bills. I smell and it. There's not going to be a tight end in the top 12 Is that a new bet? I smell a bet. I will bet you that Josh Allen finishes in the top 12 wide receiver. Uh, quarterbacks. Yes. Oh, can I get in there too? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> 
Two wins for your boy. Two wins for your boy. Check out the podcast, of course, uh, the regular podcast. If you want to hear more bets, let's and go. If you guys didn't know, I won like ninety eight percent of the bets last year. So we're discounting that though. Um, totally. <laughs> let's go to the wide receivers as a overall group now. John Brown, if he stays healthy, he can be a home run candidate. Obviously, Josh Allen has a cannon arm. Um, John Brown is not the type of guy who's going to make your quarterback better. He needs to have a good quarterback to be better. And I think that was on display last year. In Joe Flacco's five best performances of the year, Brown finished as a high wide receiver three overall while never dipping under less than a wide receiver three on a per-game basis. So he was all right and playable when Joe Flacco was having his best games. The only problem is when Joe Flacco disappeared – uh, so did John Brown. So do you believe? So I, I really think the question is here: if, Do you believe in John Brown? Is really a question of do you believe in Josh Allen? And I think I can answer that question for you: Is no. Just real quick, Josh Allen was last in true throw value last year. Russell Wilson's targets worth two times more. So give me David Moore over all those guys. Now Michael can go. I'm a Zay Jones guy. <laughs> Came on strong last year. Finishes the wide receiver four in two of the final five weeks. Yeah, he started getting uh, used more last season near the end of the near the end of the season. And I, on a hunch, started him against the Jets in Week 10. He went 8 for 93 in a touchdown. By far, best season of the game. So he also has a s- soft spot in my heart for that. Best season of the game. Best game <laughs> of the season. Oh, I just get fluttered, flustered when I talk about him. But look, Zay Jones is basically free in leagues. I don't even think he's being drafted in 16-round, 20-round uh, drafts. There's no none of these guys... They've all flashed fancy upside in the past, but nobody, if someone is telling you, yep, this is the guy, they're lying to you. Yeah. Because no one knows, not even the Buffalo Bills beat reporters at this moment. I just think Zay Jones has the uh, the pedigree. He has the draft capital from the first round. And like Jason said, he's already lining up with the ones in the early practices. And he came on at the end of last season. So he... um. He's someone I, if I had to choose out of all these receivers, Zay Jones is the one I would take the chance on. What about Cole Beasley? For me, Cole Beasley is going to do something I like to call the waiver wire shuffle. He'll be picked up for a week when someone's on by and then dropped, and then he'll shuffle onto a team and then shuffle on the waiver wire and then shuffle onto a team and then shuffle onto a waiver. He's going to do that waiver wire, waiver wire shuffle, I think. I can see that. Yeah. Also, though, they're not going to pass enough for two receivers to be relevant, no, in my opinion. definitely no. And then Robert Foster, of course, he's... Uh, Look, he came on Some people love year. Foster as a breakout candidate. It's ridiculous. He did have it's the worst he, thing I've ever heard. He had a hundred yards. Jason's low on the Bills. He had a hundred yards three times at the end of last season. Two of them, he had two receptions and four receptions respectively. So that does not spell recipe for a hundred yards. Usually, they were just big time plays, which you can't really bet on either. Let's let's go to the tight ends now that we're done with the wide receivers. The official bye week tight end of all fantasy leagues, Charles Clay, has moved on to harder, hotter pastures in Arizona. Tyler Croft enters the fold. He signs a pretty giant deal considering his name is Tyler Croft. Um, could have some value um, as a streamer eventually. My opinion, we move on to running backs because <laughs> Tyler Croft is a journeyman tight end at this point who's never proven to be an offensive commodity, and Dawson Knox is a rookie tight end, which makes him unusable just off principle. This, uh, all right, let's go to let's go to running backs then. This <laughs> this is something that you're going to have to monitor throughout the entire preseason because the person who's taking control of this job by week three is going to be the person who gets the job. Um, Shady McCoy, his best days are obviously behind him. I think he's a cut candidate. I would not be surprised if he gets cut even before this episode airs. Um, 
And then you got the rookie Devil Singletary, Devin Singletary, <laughs> Devil Singletary. Maybe that'll be his I'm new scared. name. Foosball's the devil. The devil. The de- well, his dad is was a scary guy. Um, very intriguing name. May not pay off until later in the year though. Then you got T.J. Yeldon. I think T.J. Yeldon is probably the guy who you definitely know is going to be the pass catching back, and his role is probably defined. Actually, um, Mike Clay in his projections has T.J. Yeldon being cut. Has T.J. Yeldon being cut? Interesting. Interesting. You know, he was a late signing. He had, shout out to Michael Salfino of The Athletic for the stat, the second lowest stuff rate of any running back last season who had at least 100 carries. Hmm. TJ Eldon was not. what stuff rate is to the people. Uh, just getting stuffed at the line, yeah, basically. Yeah. His stuff rate, when you talk, like, it sounds like baseball, yes. like he had the yeah. best stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you got the ageless one, the wonder himself, Frank Gore. Franklin Gore. The only back Grandpa I Gore. consider touching is Devin Singletary. I love me, I love me some Devin Singletary. As someone who's going to come on and be the starter at week eight. I think Devin Singletary has a lot of carry-on Johnson um, in him this year, where he's clearly the best of the backs on the roster. He has absolutely no catching potential, though. No, All right, so I don't mean he's like a, a similar player. I, sh- I should make that clear. He's not a similar player to carry-on Johnson. But the the situation he finds himself in, the circumstances, is similar to what Carryon Johnson found himself in. I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Singletary is a starter by week six. Yeah, if McCoy gets cut, Singletary is going to be a steal and a half. Right I drafted away. him like the twelfth or thirteenth round in Scott Fishbowl. I like the opportunity there, especially second half of the season. He was awesome at Florida Atlantic. He was a stud. That's why the Bills took him in the third round, despite the fa- the, the fact that he can't catch passes at all and he was taken in the third round, shows that the Bills really like the way he runs. And the Bills are a run-first team, so I like Devin Singletary at his ADP a lot. Good genes, too. It always plays that. You know how I like my NFL sons. I'm down with Singletary's late-round pick. That's the only Bill I'll even come close to owning. All right, the last segment for the Buffalo Bills, the one-injury-away segment. We already talked about this guy, so I'll start it off. Robert Foster is my one-injury-away. 6'2", 200 pounds out of Alabama. Played four years under Nick Saban, but was more of a gadget player for Nick Saban. Never started uh, a full season, so he had to come and earn his way. Hey, look, Matt Castle was never a starting quarterback, but he made it work. Um, Flash last year, John Brown is injury-prone. So I think Robert Foster is a guy. Say a couple injuries away, Isaiah McKenzie. He was coming on in the Tyreek Hill type fashion earlier uh, in his career, where he was returning kicks and making big plays. Michael so McKenzie could be a name tomorrow. Devin right? Singletary. Mm. If McCoy Gore is hurt, then bam. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Tim Patrop, at Mike Patrop, yep. at Jason Patrop. Check us Mike out. Mike underscore Patrop. Tim. Mike Gosh. underscore. Damn it. Gosh. Uh, check us out on YouTube.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Check us out Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. We're going to come back to you next time with the Miami Dolphins. Until then. Peace. Later. Later.